today. That's all right, ain't it? That's, that's just good. Oh, that's just so good. Would you please stand with me for the reading of the word? We're going to read our passage for today, Mark chapter 8, uh, beginning at verse 22. And uh, then we're going to whisper a word of prayer. And then we're going to watch a video that captures the essence of what we've been dealing with uh, at least the last week or so in this new 2020 year. Mark chapter 8, if you choose to use your Version Bible app, a uh, copy of the sermon notes are there as well. So feel free to use that and you can take notes as well. Those that have found it say, I've got it. Listen as I read from the Christian Standard Bible. They came to Bethsaida. They brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and brought him out of the village. Spitting on his eyes and laying his hands on him, he asked him, Do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking. Again, Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes. The man looked intently, and his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Then he sent him home, saying, don't even go into the village. Jesus asked him again, do you see anything? I want to put a tag on this text and preach from that subject. Do you see anything? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord, heads about, eyes are closed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory, praise, and honor for all that we have heard, seen, and experienced thus far. Father, we ask that you would meet us here at GBBC, and you did. Father, we ask that you would allow your spirit to move upon every heart, and you did. Now, Father, I pray that during this preaching moment, you would be the spotlight. You would be that, the one who is high and lifted up. And, Father, I pray that even in my weak and feebleness, you do a work in and through me first as I deliver the message to your people. Father, we thank you again for this new year, this new season, this new opportunity. And I pray, Lord, that you would grant us clarity. I pray that you would grant us focus. I pray that you would help us to see what we need to see so that we will do that that you have created, saved, and called us to do. Help us to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, in whose name we pray and praise you. Let the people of God say amen. amen.
Somebody say amen. 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 Praise God. On the top of your uh, sermon note card, you'll notice our big idea or message moment for the message. It's it's sometimes helpful to kind of have a big idea of what the pastor is attempting to communicate. And so that is the purpose of that line. Here is what it says. Jesus wants us to see clearly. That's so short and sweet. We can say that together. Ready, set, say it together. Jesus wants us to see clearly. The gospel of Mark is a concise gospel. It is a concise account of Jesus' earthly ministry. It is written primarily to Gentiles, non-Jewish individuals, which we would fall into that group. So throughout Mark, Jesus faces opposition from his nemesis, uh, the religious right, the Pharisees, uh, these individuals who oppose Jesus simply based upon who Jesus claimed to be. And as a consequence, they questioned his ministry as well as his motives at every juncture. Any opportunity they had to put salt in his game, they were there with their salt shakers. So by the time we make it to the eighth chapter of Mark, Jesus has argued with the Pharisees again and again and again. And, and, and essentially, they, they demanded a sign that he is who he says he is. Somebody say a sign. They demanded a sign. Now, they've watched him heal and deliver. They've watched him preach and proclaim. They've watched him perform miracle after miracle, and yet they still need more convincing. Here is the word I need for you to understand. Some folks just ain't going to get it. Y'all, when we're talking about seeing clearly, when we're talking about do you see anything, some folks just ain't going to get it. I understand my grammar is incorrect, but it sure helps me to put this in a, a powerful context because there's some people in your life that you've been trying either to minister to or to simply offer advice, and the more you talk, the more they kick against the pricks. The more you attempt to make sense of what God has revealed to you for their life, according to Scripture, the more they push back. So if we back back to chapter 8, verse 11, we get the full context of what's happening in our current text. Look at verse 11. It says, the Pharisees came and began to argue with him, demanding of him a sign from heaven to test him. Sighing deeply in his spirit, he said, why does this generation demand a sign? Truly, I tell you, no sign will be given to this generation. Then he left them, got back into the boat, and went off to the other side. Verse 14 says, the disciples had forgotten to take bread and had only one loaf with them in the boat. Then he gave them strict orders. Watch out. Somebody say, watch out. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Let me stop right there to break this down. Leaven, leaven. Uh, uh, this is kind of the main lesson that the Lord Jesus is teaching. I understand he's tried to minister in this specific region. They oppose him, argue with him, demand a sign. Jesus throws up the deuces and said, I'm out of here. Gets back on the boat. He gets on the boat in the midst of a debate with his disciples because somebody forgot the groceries. 
and he uses their discussion on bread to infuse a lesson about belief. Watch this now. Now, he's, he's dealing with the topic of leaven. Leaven or yeast in your translation uh, did not go well with bread. As a matter of fact, leaven is consistently a symbol of evil. A small amount of yeast or leaven in your bread can affect a large amount of dough. Listen, you can't, you can't cook it right. If there's yeast or leaven that's out of, that's inside of the bread. And so Jesus uses this metaphor of leaven, of yeast, to tell his disciples to watch out for these Pharisees. Watch out for these folks that look to be religious, but in reality are from the pit of hell. Watch out. Now, verse 16, they were discussing among themselves that they did not have any bread. Aware of this, verse 17, he said to them, why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Don't you understand or comprehend? Do you have hardened hearts? Here was a, here was a powerful verse 18. Do you have eyes and not see? Do you have ears and not hear? And do you not remember? Then I, when I broke the five loaves, for the 5,000, how many baskets full of leftovers did you collect? Twelve, they told him. When I broke the loaves, the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many baskets full of pieces did you collect? Seven, they said. And he said to them, don't you understand? Y'all help me, please. Your, your neighbor's falling asleep. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't you understand? Ah, now notice on your handout, it has the danger of having eyes and but seeing. That actually should say danger of having eyes and not seeing. Scratch out that but. I, I hate spell correct. Yeah, eyes and not seeing. There is a danger, says the Lord Jesus, of having eyes and not seeing. Oh, I see the Pharisees wouldn't see. Theirs is a refusal to accept. They wouldn't see. Regardless of what the Lord Jesus did, the miracles he performed, uh, the words he proclaimed, they simply would not see. And regardless of what the Lord did, they were never going to get it. Oh, God, let, let me unpack this for just a little while. Uh, see, you got to understand, beloved, that everybody who's with you ain't with you. I like that by myself. And so the Lord Jesus, although he took the time to debate, his desire and his, his calling was first of all to the people of Israel. And so he was obligated to minister to them first. But they weren't getting it. They, they, they refused to accept that Jesus is who he says he is. So the Pharisees wouldn't see it. Secondly, Jesus' disciples couldn't see it. Oh, God, there, there, there is an inability on their part to see. There, there was some obstructive areas in their faith that prevented them from embracing what the Lord was communicating. See, I'm learning something, y'all. Uh, everybody ain't going to get it. And some folk going to take a little long to get it. Y'all, y'all, I'm preaching already. I'm, 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 this is real. This is real. Some folks just ain't going to get it. 
But then other folks, it's just going to take you a little more time. And, 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 and not saying there's anything wrong with you. It, it just, it, it takes you a little longer to process. I need a witness up in here. I mean, you're listening, you're hearing, uh, but have you noticed that, that, that some people can, can, can sit under the same pastor, hear the same word? God. And, and, and yet some are deeply impacted and others, it just rolls off their back. Oh, God, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this by myself. And so Jesus, he's helping me because I'm the way if, if, if these disciples were slow to get it, then Steve Brown, surely you ought to cut yourself some slack. Oh, I'm preaching to myself right now. And, and so here is the big picture. What is it that the Lord needed them to see? Here it is. They needed to see the king and his kingdom, which was being established. See, I've stopped by here with the same tenor and tone of the Lord Jesus Christ asking the same question, beloved. Do you see anything? Oh, God, look at your name and say anything. See, we're clearly not seeing clearly. Oh, God, I, that, that's, that's, that's too heavy for y'all. Y'all, we're clearly not seeing clearly. We keep forgetting, y'all. We keep forgetting. Notice he put in the text, they have y'all, have you forgotten? See, the disciples were discussing a loaf of bread when Jesus has just fed 5,000. Somebody say forgetting. They were concerned about provisions when Jesus has proven that he provides. Somebody say forgetting. See, you're looking at this molehill of a problem and overlooking the fact that the Lord has given you mountain climbing strength in the past. Somebody say forgetting. GBBC, I'm coming down your block. The Lord brought us into undeveloped land, empowered us to build from the ground up, took those mustard seeds of faith and now has given us a corner campus serving men, women, youth, and children. But you think he's finished with us? Somebody say, forgetting. And so the bottom line is this, y'all. We can't forget, God, I like that, what God has done. Oh, I feel that by myself, y'all. I, I know you need something a little more profound, but, but child of God, you can't forget what God has done. See, oftentimes, y'all, we get caught up with whatever is facing us. And we have a tendency to not see beyond what God has already done and, 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 and not looking back at where he's brought us from. And so we literally, y'all, we get stuck with whatever that most recent situation is. Got to remind my kids all the time. You ain't got to worry about me feeding you. Didn't I feed you yesterday? Didn't I feed you the day before that? Didn't I feed you the day before the day before that? When have I ever allowed you to go hungry and yet you're throwing a temper tantrum because I hadn't, I need a witness up in here. Y'all, we just like those kids. When we get in a situation, we forget. Somebody say, I have not forgotten. Say, God knows my name. So as we get into this text, Mark's concise gospel, he gives us today's miracle. I'm in your handout. And this particular miracle, no other gospel records this miracle. 
There's actually two that is recorded, and the other one is in Mark chapter 7, where he doesn't just heal a deaf and mute individual, but, but he does it in an unusual manner. So Jesus is traveling through the region of Bethsaida, and he, he's met with people who bring him a blind man. I put it on the handout so I make sure you underline this. Sight is a metaphor for understanding. So this entire story is about the disciples and us understanding who Jesus is. Oh, God, y'all stay with me here. Y'all stay with me here. We open up in verse 22. They came to Bethsaida. They brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. It's almost the same way as recorded in Mark chapter 7. And it begins with this, this day. First thing I want you to write down is the request. I'll get that down. The request. The, the request. The request. They. 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 I, I, I like that. They. In verse 22 is Jesus and his crew. And then they will then be the friends of the blind man. They. What did they do? Get ready to write. They brought and they begged. I'm trying to help. I want to make this plain as day. They, 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 they brought and they begged. Huh, God. Uh, 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 no, 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 notice in the text, the blind man is simply going along for the ride. Because he is blind, he is unable to have any input as to where he is going and when he is going. And as a consequence, they, somebody say they, they ensure that he makes his way to Jesus. Somebody say the request. They, they, they brought him. H.B. Charles calls uh, these individuals, they, he calls them these, they, they, they are anonymous heroes. I like that by myself because we don't know who they are, but I'm here to let you know that everybody under the sound of my voice, we need some they in our lives. Oh, God. I'm, I'm not trying to simplify this. I want you to understand that we need people who will help you to get to Jesus when you can't get to him by yourself. Is there a witness in the house? They. So we got four friends carrying a man on a cot. They. We got, we got those individuals who brought the deaf mute man in Mark chapter 7. They. We, we have the father and the son at the foot of the mountain of transfiguration when he brought his son to Jesus to heal him. They. So I'm trying to get to see this, y'all. You need some they's in your life. You need some people who can see when you can't see. You need some people who can give guidance and support when you find yourself destitute and despondent. And if you're that holy, let me let you know, if you ain't been there, keep living. Because there's going to come a time in your life when you don't have enough faith to move forward. And you need somebody else to step in, to grab you by the hand, and to guide you to Jesus. Is there anybody in the house that can testify? There have been some moments in your life when you wasn't going to make it by yourself, but they. Yeah, they, 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 they. 
they stepped in and they made the difference, the difference in your life. But not only that, you know, they, 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 they brought and, and they begged. There's a symbol of faith. There's a symbol of their understanding. Watch this. The power of Jesus to heal. But not only do you need some days in your life, you need to also be they to other folk. Oh, God, let me sip. Let me sip on that. Let me. Mm. You need to be they to other folk. Isn't this something how people step in and intervene for us, minister to us, support and guide us, but we never do it for anybody else. Oh, God. When was the last time you were a they to somebody else? When, when was the last time you went beyond your comfort zone and you met someone who couldn't help themselves and you said, I'm going to make sure if nothing else, I'm going to get you to Jesus. I, I, I may not be able to solve your problem myself, but I know one who can. And see, that's what this whole faith thing is all about. You may not be able to do it in your own strength, but do you know someone who can? Jesus knows all about our struggles, and all you got to do is get the folk to Jesus. They, 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 they brought him. They brought him, and they begged him. Y'all, that's the request, but the text is moving. But not only that, we see from the request, we make our way to the response. Oh, I'll get that down, the, the, the response. I, I love Jesus. The, the response is they, they, they came to Bethsaida. They brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. Verse 23, he took the blind man by the hand and brought him out of the village. I want you to stop right there. I want you to stop right there because that, that's an important fact now. Theologians have debated as to the why, the when, the where that the Lord Jesus would do what he did. But notice, the Lord Jesus never says a word. He just responds with action. Oh, God, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. And, and his action is unusual if you only take it for its face value. See, the Lord Jesus has learned, mm, God, that, that oftentimes when, when miracles are being performed, everybody can't be in the room. God. Oh God, and 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 Mark in Mark chapter five, he gets to this house and this little girl named Talitha. Listen, she's she's laying there and they're they're weeping and wailing. They got the professional mourners in the room. You got you got you got deacons and deaconess trying to serve food, and Jesus comes in and he said, Get out. I can't flow in this. Y'all are treating her like she's dead, but you got me here. Y'all got to get out. And, and, and so theologians believe that, that the faith of that region was so weak that Jesus wanted to separate and isolate himself from that situation. But then secondly, Lord Jesus really, he was trying to control uh, the narrative of his life. He didn't want things to be exposed too quickly. Oh, God. So, so Jesus' response is twofold. Number one, he took him. Uh -huh. And he brought him. Oh, I'm liking this by myself. I'm trying to make it plain for you. Uh, uh, he took him. He took him. The text says he took the blind man, man by the hand. He took him. 
he grabbed his hand. Now, this man is blind. Uh, this man doesn't know Jesus. His friends, they brought him to Jesus. He heard the request. He ain't deaf. He's blind. Oh, God. And, and he willingly goes uh, with Jesus. Now, understand what's happening. This is not just a walk across the parking lot. He is literally taking him outside of the village. Ah, they, they, he, he, he took him, he took him, and, 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 and then he brought him. See, this is what the Lord Jesus does. He, he, he brings us to places, God, where his power can be performed, where, 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 where miracles can, can happen. Hmm. And so, in other words, the Lord Jesus understands that in certain contexts, you got to put folk out. Oh, God. Or you got to keep folk out. Oh, help me preach this. Huh? See, see, uh, oftentimes, I'm, I'm feeling this by myself. You can tell, can't you? Oftentimes, the flow of the Spirit is hindered where there is a lack of faith. Oh, God. See, see uh, uh, old, old preachers say, church folk, I learned that, that you can't row the boat and rock the boat at the same time. Oh, oh God. So he took him by the hand and he brought him outside, outside the village. We got the response, we got... We got the request, but the text is moving, y'all. Text is moving. Uh, uh, thirdly, y'all, we see the miracle. See, some of y'all came for that. You, you, like, you like miracle stuff. I, I, I feel it. I do too. I love miracle stuff. I love miracle stuff. And so Lord Jesus, he is, he's, he's positioned this gentleman uh, to experience a miracle. I, 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 I like that. Uh, uh, of of, of of no acclaim of his own. He, he, he's simply going along for the ride. Hmm. They brought him to Jesus. Somebody say the miracle. Say right there in your text. Look, 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 look in there first. It says, it says uh, uh, spitting on his eyes and laying his hand hands on him, he asks him, do you see anything? Let's see, if you read too fast, you're going to miss, again, the context of what we're dealing with. Remember, uh, God, in, 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 in verse 11, he says, see, just because you have eyes uh, don't mean you can see. Oh, God. And, 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 and so he, he, he got this man. He, he got this man. Listen, here's the miracle. Here's the, here, here it is. Spitting and laying. Oh, God, I'm feeling this by myself. Get that down. Get, get that down. Because it is such an unusual way to perform a miracle. But that's our 21st century mentality. Because if somebody spit on me. <laughs> did I say that out loud? I'm sorry, Murphy. I, I didn't mean that. <laughs> spit on me. We have some problems. You spitting? Some of y'all just, oh, he, did the Bible say spit? Yeah, he spit on him. Mark chapter 7, he, he spit on his tongue. But watch this. We're trying to see 
with these eyes. Oh, God. And that's why we ain't getting some stuff. We're not seeing through eyes of faith. We're seeing through physical eyes. And as a consequence, we're missing what the Lord, what the Lord is doing. So, so watch what's happening in the text. Lord Jesus, he spits, he lays hands, uh, then he asks the question. Oh, God, I, I, I like that by myself. So, so watch this. We have, we have the request. We have, we have, we have the response. Uh, we have the miracle. And then we have the question. We have the question. Some, some theologians, which I, 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 I disagree with, uh, they said that the Lord Jesus' miracle didn't work the first time. So he had to reapply. Uh, they said it was a twofold approach. You see, here, here's something I need for you to understand. When in Scripture has Jesus ever asked a question that he didn't already know the answer to? My God, my God, my, my God. Look, look, look at the text. He, 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 he spit on his eyes and, and laying his hands on him, he asks him, do you see anything? Now, I, I submit to you that Jesus already knew the answer to the question. So that means if he already knew the answer to the question, watch this, the question wasn't for the dude, but for the other folks standing around. I feel that by myself up in here. And so as a consequence, the disciples who were just arguing about bread were overlooking the fact that they got the bread of life on the boat with them. The disciples that were concerned about a meal overlooked the miracle of meals in the person of Jesus Christ. But even greater than that, even greater than that, even greater than that, the Lord Jesus is teaching those naysayers, those disciples who are still wrestling with their faith exactly how we come to faith. Y'all, sometimes it don't hit us. I need to witness up in here. Y'all, I ran from the Lord. Don't look at me, Daddy. I ran from the Lord as long as I could. Didn't want to do this, y'all. Didn't want to do this. It's the last thing I wanted to do. As a matter of fact, I went into business with Daniel's brother. We're going to make some of ourselves. We're going we're gonna to do this business thing. We're entrepreneurs. We're going to do this thing. <laughs> I've told you this story before. I was going to be an entrepreneur. That's my heart's passion. I went to school. I got all these skills. I'm going to do this. Let me tell you something. Some of us are just hard-headed, stiff-necked. I ain't by myself. Don't you look at me with that tone of voice. I ain't by myself. You, you, you stumbled up in here as well. Amen, somebody. But, but, but watch this. The Lord Jesus is, is helping these disciples to understand. You still ain't seeing what I need you to see. Uh, let, let's, let's get this down. Watch this. Watch this. Here, here's the question. Do you see anything? See, his vision is blurred. Get, get that down. His vision, his vision is, how does he respond? How does he respond? He looked up and said, verse 24, I see people, they look like trees walking. So he, here's an inference of the text. We can conclude then, number one, that this man was not born blind. I need you to catch that. He wasn't born blind, so, so as a consequence, something must have happened in his life that caused him to be blind. Oh, but, but then the, the second thing we get to surmise is this. Watch out. Uh, 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 he knew what to look for. Oh, I like that by myself. The, the brothers say, you know, uh, I'm, I'm seeing 
I'm seeing people. I know it's people, but they look like trees. So his vision is blurry. Thus, the Lord gave him, get ready to write, a second touch. Help me, Holy Spirit. I don't know about y'all. I don't know about y'all, but every now and then, I just need another touch. Am I, am I by my, I'm trying not to shout out my coat, but, but every now and then, I just need a second touch. Every now and then, my faith begins to waver. Every now and then, situations get beyond my control, and I just need to know, Lord, you still got me. I love you, Lord, with, with my whole heart, but every now and then, I need a, is there anybody in the house that say 2019 gave me some hard days? I almost gave up, but I got a second touch. Oh, hold on, hold on, y'all. I'm almost there. Hold on, hold on. So, so, so then, y'all, y'all sit down. The people, kind of, the people behind you can't see. Come on, come on. Vision, vision. Somebody say vision is blurry. Somebody say, second touch. Then say, vision is restored. Mm. Get that down. Get that down. Vision. Vision is restored. Verse 25. Again, Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes. Remember, eyes, metaphor for understanding. The overarching theme in this, this pericope, this thought, is that, that, that they would come to know who Jesus really is. Again, he placed his hands on the man's eyes. The man looked intently. That's faith. Mm. He's already caught a glimpse. He can see, you know, it's, it's, it's fuzzy, but I, it's, it's blurry, but I, I can kind of make out that it's people, but I can't quite. So the man looked intently, and his sight was restored. And he saw everything clearly. Then. He sent him home, saying, don't even go into the village. You know why? Again, there was a lack of faith operating in the village. And if the blind man goes to the village, watch this. They're going to they're gonna hem him up. They're going to say what sorcery you're involved. Because surely Jesus didn't do that. What kind of stuff are you in? Jesus said, don't even go to the village. You, you go on home. You let them folk who brought you, the they. You go back to they and let, let them see what I've done for you. You go back to your mama now. You, you go back to your cousin them and you minister within the context of your community. That's the bigger picture. That's the bigger picture right there. And so with this question... We're tying into several questions in this passage. I'm going to let you go. The first question in the passage in verse 21, Jesus says, do you understand yet? Another question he asked your brother here is, 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 do you see anything? Then verse 27 through 30, Jesus went out with his disciples into the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the road, he asked his disciples, who do people say? He, he said, I know you didn't get it in the boat because in the boat you was arguing about bread. I, I know you didn't get it when I healed the blind man because you're still looking confused like everybody else. But now that I'm walking with you, I've given you a little time to process because some of us, it takes us a little while. 
I've given you time to process. Now that we're on our stroll, tell me who the folks say that I am. And so they began to respond, say, you know, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Still others say you're one of the prophets. He said, yeah, all right, that's cool. <laughs> all right, you wild boy. Uh, but who do you say that I am? The last point is the revelation. The last question and answer is for you. See, Jesus, I don't want to know what they know. I want to know. Y'all help me preach this right now. Look at your neighbor and say, who do you say that he is? And so what Jesus is communicating in the text is this. I am who I say I am. I'm the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm Mary's baby. I'm the lily of the valley. I'm the bright and morning star. They call me Jesus. Do you know him? Have you tried him? Do you love him? If you love him, say yes. Say yes. Oh, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. But, but, but here it is, y'all. It's all, it's all in what you do with Jesus. See, see, Jesus, he makes the difference. And so he wants these men to understand fully who he is. And before we go any further in 2020, I need for you to be clear on who he is. I know you saved, but maybe you need a second touch. I know you're a part of this church, but maybe you just need a second touch. To be reminded, to be, to be enhanced, to, to, to have your faith taken to whatever the next level is for you. Somebody say it's all about Jesus. Come on, say it like you mean to say it's all about Jesus. There's a song I, I, used, to, I used to sing when I was a little boy in Sunday school. And ladies would come by, they would teach us this song in Sunday school. And it would blow my mind because it speaks to the reality of our Savior. Hope you can catch up with this real simple song. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that He is living Whatever, 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 whatever man may say, I see his hand of mercy, and I hear his voice of cheer. Listen to this. And just the time I need. Salvation to impart you and 
place. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Right where you are, right where you are. Keep giving him praise right where you are. Keep giving him glory right where you are. Come on, come on, come on. Right where you are. Right where you are. Right where you are. Let me give it to you quickly again. Y'all, we need some days in our lives. And we need to be they to others. Some of us, we get it. We're there. We're fully in. But others of us, it's a little blurry. Sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't. And what happens to us typically is when it doesn't make sense, we fall back. We pull away from the Lord and his church. I'm here to let you know that he is available to restore, to reinforce, to revive. And that's what that second touch is all about, just a revival. You just need to be, to be re-sparked. Because that's what happens when your car sits for idle too long and just sits in a garage. On the front yard, is on blocks in the front yard. You can't just come up after a couple of months and just get it and just start it. It need to be jumped. It, it, and some of you got to be honest and say, Pastor Ron, that's right where I am. I made it through 2019, and I'm grateful for that, but, man, my battery is just low. Now, that's what we're doing these first several weeks in 2020. It's so that you can be clear on what the Lord is trying to do in your life so that we can then communicate what the Lord is doing in the life of this church. So right where you are, just stand right where your heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the clarity of your word. We thank you, Lord, for showing us through this anonymous soul how you work to restore our vision. And Father, that's what we're dealing with. The clarity, the restoration of vision. Father, help us to see what you want us to see. And Father, if we have to look intently, help us to do that. If we have to get deeper in your word, help us to do that. If we have to make sure we got some folk around us that are speaking the word into our lives, help us to do that. Father, may we come out of isolation. May we give they a chance to minister to us. But then, Father, may we not overlook those who we've been called to minister to. Father, we are a they to somebody else. One of our family members, one of our friends, one of our former members of GBBC, whoever it may be. Oh, God, help us. Help us, Lord. So that we can expand your kingdom and we can, we can know you, Lord, and make you known. Thank you, Father God for clarifying our vision. We give you glory, praise, and honor in the name of Jesus. Let everybody say amen. Come on, put those hands together one more time. Come on.